my name is Darlena Liu, and in this episode of Doctors Who Create, uh, I'll be talking to Dr. Lisa Shea, one of the creators of the game Septris. So, um, I am a uh, hospital medicine physician, functional medicine, I'm a teacher to a member, and so as part of that, um, I had a passion also working in quality improvement, and I have some leadership roles in that. And so for many, many years, I actually worked on improving our sepsis care in our in, in our, in our inpatient, sorry, our patient in our hospital. Um, and so um, I was fortunate enough to receive some funding to teach physicians about sepsis, and this was several years ago. And so I was, like, with my team, and we're trying to decide how to do this, and we had discussed, like, doing, like, a conference or other things like that. And one of the physicians actually suggested creating a game because he said everyone's on the phone, everyone is playing games on the phone. And it's really funny because I'm actually not a gamer, um, but I thought that was a really fantastic idea. And so that's how we kind of, how the idea kind of was born. And I, I had a very creative team whom like, came up with the idea of, like, Tetris, you know, and why don't we match Sepsis and Tetris and have patients falling in health. Um, and that's how Sepsis became um, the name Sepsis uh, was born. And then I actually spent a lot of time, like, meeting with, uh, like, going to, um, uh, I, I want to say maybe uh, classes or uh, meetings to try to meet people who create games because I, you know, as a physician, we really don't have any experience in creating a game. Uh, and so I was really fortunate to, I think I went to a, a session on how to create an app and I met some of our education technology folks here at Stanford. And so through that collaboration between them and our CME office and our physician and nursing group, we are able to create Zephyrus. That's kind of how that was born. I don't think anyone had ever thought about creating a game to teach physicians. This is like four, I guess four or five years ago. Mm -hmm. So it was a really new concept. I think people were, weren't exactly sure how it was going to work out. And I, I think because my team was very creative um, and I had a lot of support, we were able to do it. What were the backgrounds of the people who were involved um, on the creative team? There, you mentioned physicians, people who are doing educational technology. Was it a were there medical students or nurses or I'm just curious about uh, who was involved in that process? Yeah, no, we had a very multidisciplinary team, so we definitely had like providers. We had mainly, uh, I would say. Uh, attending physicians, so we had, I would just say physicians, uh, as well as trainees, uh, we had nurses, we had people, um, like their job was to create a curriculum online for our medical students, so that's the education technology team, and then we had to hire programmers to actually build the code, so we were, uh, we had to contract out to have that done. And we did a ton of user testing. So we definitely um, had our medical students and residents uh, and our uh, fellows play the game. 
had it evolved a lot from the initial conception of the game to what it is now? I would say that, you know, making games are, is not, is, um, not cheap. So basically the game that we created is pretty much the same as now. And there, and I actually looking back now, I think that, yeah, I say that because I'm creating another game now. So basically based on subtrust, what has happened, not so much that has changed, but every time we have a new game at Stanford, we try to build on the platform that was created already. And is that so, uh, the game Sicko, Surgical Improvement of Clinical exactly. Knowledge Operations? So we, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So we had Subtrust first, and then using that platform, um, the, so we, you know, the, we had a collaborative surgery. They were able to build Sicko, which was actually more complicated than Subtrust, and then one of the ED physicians um, really wanted to show the ultrasound, so then they created a style doc. And then finally, I'm now uh, creating a game to teach our physicians about patient safety and quality improvement. So that's our fourth game that we are now in the middle of building, which is even more complicated than, well, definitely more than Zephyrus. Right. So in terms of um, the inspiration for it, do you have any personal or clinical stories that inspired you to focus on that particular topic or in terms of surgery or for quality control? You know, substance is really important, um, I think, to almost every institution. So there's been a lot of focus. And actually, September was Substance Awareness Month, but I think that we know that if we can recognize substance earlier in our patients and start treatments earlier, then we can actually save lives. So there's a huge amount of um, emphasis on both substance recognition and treatment. So I think one thing that made Spectrus so useful is that pretty much like every, every physician, you know, a hospital is trying to teach more about substance. So it was a tool that we were able to give many different institutions. It was, um, we wanted to create something that was uh, mobile, online, and free. So that's what I love almost most about Stuptures is that anyone can play it around the world. And what we did was we uh, used Google Analytics to track who was playing and where so we could see, like, you know, it was, it was played beyond the United States. You know, we had a, you know, people playing in Europe and just kind of around the world. Has it been translated? Yeah, it's online for free. So just type in Sceptrus and go there and play the game. So, and that's what we wanted. We wanted something that was free and easily playable so that you didn't need that much resources to actually um, uh, play it. And something that is really good for education is what we call stimulation training so that you actually immerse yourself in a scenario. Um, that is like the best way to learn, but that is a very expensive form of education. Uh, and so in a way we've thought of gaming and Sceptrus as like um, more inexpensive simulation. Like you're immersed in the game. It's it's not passive learning, it's active learning, but it's done much, much cheaper than like uh, doing a scenario in a simulation lab. Right, definitely. And there is a 
a fee component for continue, continuing medical education credit. Is that true, or is that something that was piloted? That was- yeah, it's the first two years we offer CME for people to play, but um, that has since run out. So now people will just they play that they want to learn, but we are not offering CME credit for that. Okay. So with the other games you mentioned that are in the works, is the goal for that also to be um, for the public, or is it going to be more specialized for um, for credit, or how do you envision that? So I think that all the games that we create at Stanford are online and free. We would want anyone to have access to them. Um, I think that the surgery game is great, but it probably has more of an audience for surgeons. And, you know, I, I, I'm not sure if the general public would necessarily play it, but still it's a very engaging tool. The Doc is, I think, certainly for anyone who wants to learn about using ultrasound technology, uh, for our patient care, so I think that has probably, you know, a fairly large audience, and ultrasound is definitely going to be, we'll see more and more of that in the future. And the fourth game, which we're calling Safety Quest, um, is that we basically require all of our physicians to learn about patient safety and quality improvement as part of their education and their role in medicine. So I, I feel like that um, could be used for any any provider, so nursing and physician, uh, or even a, um, a patient to really understand what type of tools we have that can improve our processes and what are some really good patient safety concepts and tools as well. Great. So this has been replacing the traditional maybe lecture or presentation style um, way of educating about those issues? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think think of it as an adjunctive tool. Um, we have more and more kind of online education now just with technology. And we certainly experience is still the most important thing and having that personal interaction. But I think playing a game is much more interactive than, for example, watching a video online. Mm-hmm. So I really feel like it's a much more engaging way to teach people. And I feel they'll learn more because they're, you know, it's a, you can sleep through a video, really, but for this game, you actually have to be um, interacting with it. How do you think uh, medical ed- education can be more creative in the coming years? Do you see some trends and where it's going? And are there other projects or that you've been really interested in? Yeah, I think you know, it's like Stanford has a whole flipped classroom approach. I think it's very innovative. So I think the more that we can get together to talk and discuss and then learn other um, in other ways. So I think the online approach probably has a lot of promise, but how can we make it more engaging is a really good question. And how can we do more, like, in, insight to simulation? I think that's going to be really the future. And so I, I think gaming has a lot of promise in doing that in a more kind of cost-effective way. Have you been more involved or in playing games since since Sceptrist? That's what's something you asked that question because I actually started playing Pokemon Go to inspire <laughs> me about our next game, and I actually really like it now. So I'm not a gamer by any means, but I have to say that game has um, been very addictive. So And it's given me a lot of good ideas for our next game, so I, I think it was... <laughs> <laughs> really helpful. 
Definitely. That was such an interesting way to get people to, you know, get out of their houses and walk. walk. Yeah, definitely. I played it this summer as well. And then going into the parks, I saw all these people on their phones walking back and forth. So (laughs) would love to see what people do with that. I think that, yeah, no, I think so. And that's why we really want um, our games to be playable on the phone. Because I I think one of the reasons why it's so... It's like easy to play, but you can just carry everywhere with you. So I do think that the future of education should be really easy and mobile. You can do it wherever you are and engaging. But that's kind of what I, I see the future. Great. Are there other creative pursuits that you've been able to uh, keep up alongside medicine that you'd like to talk about? Um, I mean, something that I don't know what I call this creative, but I... With time, I really want to spend more time like mentoring our our future. So I love spending time with our medical students and residents and our faculty, and just getting them excited about doing quality improvement and patient safety. That's what I kind of do my vision. I'm actually not that creative a person, so I, um, but I I do think that any way to engage people is what I, I really like to do. That sounds great. Are there any creative physicians you know that inspire you? You know, there's, I'm trying to think. I mean, I think many of our physicians are just so gifted and have great ideas. And I can't think of anyone specifically, but I I learn so much from the people I work with. Um, they all, you know, have they all have great ideas. And so I wish I could give you a name. I'm just trying to think of I mean, I think a lot of people who do a lot of really great simulation here have have done some really, really innovative stuff. But I wish I can give you, I can't think of a, a specific person right now. We do have, um, what I say is a, no, I'm not finished up. So I, I'm part of um, uh, a joint group called Bedside Medicine, and it's led by Abraham Brigade. Uh, and it's a crew of extremely talented um Internal medicine physicians like myself, and they're really focusing on uh, bedside medicine in a physical exam. So they've really done some, I think, innovative educational things within their group. They have a great website, and they really have a trembling excitement back. That's all we've got for today's episode. A big thank you to Dr. Shea for sharing with us her ideas about how we can be more creative in medical education by incorporating games. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at doctorswhocreate at gmail.com. Or tweet us at doctorscreate. Or check out our website, doctorswhocreate.com, to listen to our podcast episodes and also to check out other articles and profiles of physicians who are creative. Intro music brought to you by the band Tries Me Rescue.